The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you're looking for an opinion from experts in insurance and mortgages, you can always ask Denise and Lori. They are amazing in their fields. If you need to reach them, you can just visit the cfax1070.com website and look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, and you'll find their contact information, or you can always find me, which, by the way, a lot of people have recently. Uh, I, I guess I'm pretty easy to find either on the website or by Googling or finding me through my real estate brokerage because, of course, I am a local real estate agent here. I've been selling Victoria for 26 years. I've been uh, an agent with Remax Camosun for almost all of this time. And I'd be happy to help you as well if you need some help with your real estate choices. Today, we'll be talking about the stressful process of moving, uh, especially for those who have lived in their home for a very long time. And even perhaps talking about people being very concerned about not making a mistake in their move. Our guests today are Annie Ardeal, Act Together Moving Services, and Anne Duggan, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families. Let's start our show with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline, which is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us online at www.cfax1070.com, and we'd be happy to discuss it on air. This week, I received a phone call from Gloria. She was asking the difference between freehold and leasehold condos. She's been actively looking at condos in town. She's noticed that nice, one, nice ones in great areas are cheaper, wants to know what, why lease properties aren't priced as high as freehold ones, what are the drawbacks, and why do they seem like such a good deal. Yeah. Uh, so leasehold properties are, you know, we'll find them in certain areas of town, generally speaking around Beacon Hill Park uh, or around the Oak Bay Village. And the reason why leasehold properties exist is because they were created, they predated the Condominium Act. So the Condominium Act, which is now known as the Strata Properties Act, uh, was the um, basically the framework of uh, developing properties where people could live together in unison. Uh, of course, with a freehold strata or what we're accustomed to seeing and what most of you who are looking at homes are accustomed to seeing uh, are that you own the confines of the four walls of your suite. You also own a proportionate share of the common areas. So we're talking about the hallways, the elevator, common areas, the grounds, landscaping, parking area, and uh, your share of the common areas is based on something called unit entitlement. And that's how the strata determines, using their annual expenses, how much your monthly strata fees will be. Uh, the Strata Properties Act also has a couple of other things in place, including the fact that a strata must have a depreciation report uh, in place. We've talked about this on our show a few times before. Depreciation reports came in a couple of years ago uh, at the behest of the of consumers, actually, and um, the uh, province actually requires this. Now, stratas, of course, can vote to not do a depreciation report uh, every year. 
that's a whole other story. We, like I said, we've talked about this before. Um, but it makes stratas unique. Stratas also have to have uh, a council. They have to have a chairperson, a vice chair, a treasurer. They have to have financial reports. Uh, all of this is in place uh, so that the owners jointly can make decisions about the uh, condition and the betterment of their, pro- their common property. So those are freehold properties. Now, uh, what Gloria is asking about is what are leasehold properties? So uh, leasehold property is very different because when you review the title of a leasehold property, it's not all of the owners. It's not the 20 or 50 or 60 owners within the building. It is generally a housing uh, development or a developer uh, or someone uh, who who created this property some time ago. They're commonly 1960s, 1970s in vintage. So there is one owner of the entire building. And what happens is all of the rest of the people who occupy the suites there, uh, they do so by basically pre-buying the lease. Uh, the lease, of course, would have a lease term. We commonly see ones that are 75-year term or 99-year term. And um, basically, like I said, the, the owners are pre-purchasing the lease. Uh, now, this is the reason why their values are very different. I mean, I can give you some examples off the top of my head right now. Uh, I sold a property right at Beacon Hill Park on Pendergast just a couple of months ago. It was a one-bedroom suite. We sold that for two oh five. Older building, uh, nineteen, I think it was nineteen sixty eight, nineteen sixty nine. The a similar building in the exact same neighborhood. If it was a strata unit of the same age, probably would be closer to three hundred dollars or $330,000. Uh, one of the reasons for that is that leasehold properties are harder to finance now because y- you do not have an interest in the land. It's owned, again, like I said, by the, um, uh, the company whose name is on the title. You don't have an interest in the land. You just have a lease on the property. That means that banks don't finance them. So you can't get a traditional mortgage with 5% down or 10% down you need to get another form of financial instrument. There are lenders who will provide financing. Uh, Off the top of my head, HSBC, uh, I'm sorry, um, RBC and Bank of Montreal are two, uh, along with credit unions as well, who may finance them. They typically need, though, about 30% down because it's a riskier proposition for the bank to, to finance these sorts of properties. Um, so that is really important to know. You can't buy them with 5% down as you would be able to with a fee simple, a, a freehold uh, strata property. Uh, and consequently, because fewer people are able to buy them easily, it means that there's a very specific type or, of buyer, actually, that this appeals to, uh, and consequently, fewer people. So that's the reason why they're always less expensive. The values of leasehold properties do follow the market value. I mean, I can think of 25 years ago when leasehold properties were $60,000. Of course, now they're up to two hundred or three hundred, dollars or uh, even some properties on Beach Drive that are waterfront and absolutely beautiful are still five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. It follows the market trend, although they are always uh, less expensive than uh, regular stratas. Now, 
talking about the people who are attracted to these properties. Uh, good examples that I've had in past are, uh, for instance, I can think of a senior that I served many years ago. We sold our house in Fairfield, and it sold for a heavy dollar, uh, top dollar, I mean, and she wanted to own in a condo, and she was making a decision, should I spend, um, you know, what would be today, $330,000 on a one-bedroom condo, or... $200,000 on this leasehold condo, she's buying with cash anyway. She doesn't require any sort of financing. Uh, at the time, she was probably in her 70s, so she's not concerned about the fact that the lease has another 70 years to go. Uh, so consequently for her, it meant not having to spend that extra $100,000, and she lived in it as you would like any other condominium, you take care of, you know, your own personal costs. You can do things like paint, uh, change floorings with approval, of course, of, of the um, uh, uh, of the, the the complex there. But you live in it as you no, you would a normal condo. So that's the biggest difference. There is it's another option for people, another uh, housing type. If you're wondering why there aren't more leasehold condos out there, it goes back to what I said at the very beginning, which is they're owned by a developer or a company, and they have been in the company's hands for. 40 years, 50 years. Most of the time today when developers are doing multiple uh, units, they just want to sell them out, make their profit, move on to the next development. And that's the reason why they typically move towards stratas. Thanks for your question, Gloria. If you have, you, the rest of the listeners, have a real estate question you'd like answered on our show, please visit the cfax1070.com website or, as always, visit call our hotline at 250-414-6540. And if you're a podcast listener, you can find our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. When we come back from our break here, we'll be chatting with Ann Duggan about moving and the process of moving the stress of moving and ways to maybe make it a little easier back in just a moment you're listening to the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 thanks for joining us you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe just before the break we were having a chat about the differences between freehold strata condos and leasehold condos and it just occurred to me actually one thing that i did forget to mention is uh, i had referenced the fact that we've recently sold a suite on pendergast which was a leasehold property uh, and uh, first of all it wasn't difficult finding a buyer you can still find buyers they though like i mentioned before uh, are are a little harder to find because the leasehold properties do prevent or, or make it a little more difficult for those who want to buy with 5% down to, to find a mortgage. But the thing that I want to bring up is the fact that that unit that I sold was a revenue property, actually. So that complex allows rentals. My client, the seller of the lease, had owned it as a rental property. So just like any other revenue property, he was renting it out. And actually, uh, it ended up being a good investment for him because, of course, he sold it for more than he bought it for. And he had a tenant in place that was paying all the expenses and uh, giving him a little extra money on a monthly basis as well, too. So, yeah, getting back to leasehold properties, they are different. And if you have questions or want to know a little bit more about them, feel free to give me a call and I'd be happy to chat or talk to your own agent as well, too. There are pros and cons to everything. Uh, our show today is talking about moving and the stress of moving. Our guest right now in the studio is Ann Duggan. Ann is with Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, and it's great to have you back, Ann. You were here some time ago. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Great. Uh, so, Ann, this is a, a big conversation, moving. 
it's one of those things that is often rated as the most stressful thing in a person's life. Right? What, what have you seen? And give us some examples about how difficult this can be. Well, it can be one of, certainly one of the most stressful things in one's life because my work entails uh, seniors mm-hmm. um, making those huge decisions um, about what's going to happen in the next five or ten years for them. Um, one can imagine the kind of stress that occurs as they start into that decision-making process. So as an advisor uh, to seniors, uh, when this subject comes up, and it comes up with many of my clients, um, I try to start from the question to them, is where does your heart want to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be in this place where you pr- presently live, which perhaps your husband or father built, or maybe you've lived in 50 years, or maybe you've lived in two years and you want to get out? But we have to go back to some very basic questions about where one might be comfortable as they age, where they might be safest, uh, where they might find access to all the services they need the most easily. And so I try to break it down with them into some steps, one after the other after the other. And it starts, I hope, it always starts uh, with the client remembering and sometimes I have to remind them of this, that they are the boss. It's mm-hmm. their life, it's their decision, and there are pressures on them about moving. Mm-hmm. Um, society has an expectation somehow that people age and don't aren't as strong as they used to be perhaps, and somehow the socially acceptable thing is to move to care. My Uh, work is to make sure they understand all the options and that's for families Mm -hmm. and for seniors um, so that they're equipped with the information that will make those decisions easier by doing it in a straightforward step-by-step thought process it takes away some of that stress because much of the stress is caused by the unknown of course as it is for for all of us So one of the things we do in that process is to kind of consider um, what it really means to make make that decision about staying home or moving on. It's it's a tough decision. It's very tough, and it's made up of very many components. Mm. Some are actual physical decisions, and some are psychological decisions, and So we have to sort those out a little bit. Uh, Sometimes it's what the family wants most, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's what the older person wants most. Yeah, and there's those occasional conflicts where the family wants it more than the the adult wants it, right? That's right. And one of the common themes about that, which gives some structure to the thought process, is um, what is the effect uh, on a senior of having the family say, well, why don't you just sell and move close to us? Mm -hmm. And that might be across the country, across the city, or whatever. And so we have to look at what does that really mean? Um, If a person um, is having a full life where they're living right now and it's working for them, there's... uh, they can easily just make that decision. But it's looking at a lot of the things that affect Mm -hmm. 
life as a senior. It's about uh, safety. It's about the cost of living. Mm-hmm. It's about if they sold, what? how would that money be used? Yeah. Would they want to buy something else or rent something? Or And what effect does it have? And this is probably one of the most common questions is the family really wants me to move, but... And then we have to look at what happens to the family if they bring mom or dad or both from somewhere, uproot them, I call it, yeah. and put them in a new community. Uh, what does what effect does that really have on the on the on the elder person? Yeah. More so, the family can adapt pretty quickly. Um, but an older person who has a way of living, a type of living, uh, things that make them comfortable and things that don't, yeah. and uh, their social network from where they are, um, their uh, their uh, accessibility to their own doctor, or all those kind of things that affect people um, on a very personal level, really are conditions that we have to look at and consider. So important. And we almost give a point value to some of those things in the decision-making process. Yeah. And uh, a lot depends on the strength of the family, the availability of that family to spend the time they think they're going to be able to spend mm-hmm. because the reality is that once a person has moved and um, kind of left their comfort zone, um, if the family isn't as available as everyone presumed they were going to be and yeah. hoped they would be, and they're living their lives, there's a sense of disappointment. And sometimes those moves... Hurt the family are, more. Yeah. Right? Sometimes they're the best move possible, and sometimes they're problematic. We're on the air here with Anne Duggan from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, talking about the sensitivities of moving, especially with uh, seniors. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult decision to make. And as you said, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's health uh, determined. Um, I, I, I often think that it is a difficult time because younger families often move with a sense of excitement and enthusiasm because they're going from, you know, their house to a bigger house or That's something right, or exactly. another neighborhood, another school area or something. And I, I expect that it's a scarier thing for seniors. It's quite frightening. I mean... <laughs> They have established a life. Uh, a lot of things diminish as we age, <laughs> and one is uh, our, our sense of expectation it becomes a little more limited. Mm-hmm. So um, they don't look forward to that kind of upheaval the way young families do who are going on to new and exciting things. Mm-hmm. Old people, um, I am one, so I can okay. say that comfortably. <laughs> um, old people um, look at it a little differently about I have limited time <laughs> left and how do I want to spend it? And it won't be by doing a whole lot of new and exciting things. It will be finding someone and somewhere where I'm really comfortable to be. Yeah, And we one of the things that we're going to talk about when, when we get together for our, our group conversation uh, after a couple of breaks here is the concern about making a mistake. Because it's different if you're a young person or younger right. family and maybe the move didn't work out, you can fix it. But that's hard when you're a senior, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And if people need to reach you, um, best number and uh, email or website? Yes, my uh, telephone number is 778-265-9715. Um, my um, website is advisingseniors.ca. 
And uh, you can always reach me at emails, Anne at advisingseniors.ca. And uh, I'm available anytime for yeah. a talk. Calls. I know you are because we we have uh, we've had clients use your services, so that is fantastic. Listen, we're going to take a quick little break. Um, you're staying here, Anne, because we're going to have a, a conversation with Annie afterwards. But we're going to take a quick little break. Back in just a moment. This is the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you're looking for advice on mortgages and insurance, be sure to get in touch with either Denise or Lori. You can find their contact information on our cfax1070.com website, where you'll find our show, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Today we're talking about moving. We were having a conversation with Ann Duggan just now, uh, talking about the stressfulness of a move specifically for seniors, but also talking a little bit about their their families as well. We're going to have Ann back after our next break, having a conversation with our next guest, who is Annie Ardeal. Annie is with Act Together Moving Services. Annie, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me, Tony. So uh, what we wanted to talk about is the process of moving because people often forget about the fact that, you know, it's fun looking at houses, going through open houses, going through properties and thinking about making the move from, you know, maybe a condo to a house or one house to the next or whatever. One of the things that I think people often forget about is the process of moving itself, the physical aspect of moving. And this is an area that you help people with. Um, and I, I think you'd agree. It's it's an area that people often underestimate as far as the the struggles and the stress are concerned, right? Absolutely. Uh, you you were just talking with Anne about uh, you know the excitement that a young family feels moving. Yeah, as we get older, and with the clients that we help at Act Together Moving, uh, mostly being over the age of seventy, mm-hmm. um, yes, st- st- moving the physical process of moving is uh, exhausting, sometimes beyond the reach of uh, our clients. So we help with the physical things. But oftentimes it's the logistical um, problem solving that can really stump uh, a senior. Um, For the first time ever, they're dealing with problems that they can't solve themselves. Mm -hmm. Family um, will try to help. And this issue that we're talking about people moving to be closer to their children as they're aging. Um, It's wonderful if family can be that first line of help on a move. But I'm, uh, full disclosure, if we're all talking about our ages, I'm middle-aged, but (laughs) I have a very young family. So I'm in that um, sandwich generation of elderly parents, young family, and um, caught in the middle of that. So it's very top of mind for me, not only in the work that I do professionally, um, because we move hundreds of seniors every year. All of them pretty much are downsizing. So it's it's professionally I relate to it, but uh, personally for me and my family, uh, thinking about my elderly parents, they live on the mainland, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that they come over to Victoria to be with us, right? Yeah. Well, it makes sense for us. Yeah. But for my mom, um, it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah. If she looked in her heart and found out what she really wanted and where she really wanted to live, it's exactly where she is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for my dad, that's a different story. 
he wants to be uh, here with his grandkids, and he doesn't have that huge community that my mom has around her. Well, I'm sure this is a common story that that uh, both you guys bump into, and that is the husband and wife, they may not be on the same page as yes. far as the move is concerned, right? Many times, yeah. yeah. And, and that's not that doesn't just start at move time. You know, couples <laughs> have their thing and their dynamics, and nothing changes just because they've aged a bit. The, the dynamics are still there. Yeah. Same as with children, dynamics between mothers and daughters, and, you oh, know, all yeah. those things, they're oh, still there. Stuff. So sometimes I find, as a professional... I'm that person in between helping to make decisions and helping to present questions in a way that is non-confrontational and so everybody can win. And I have seen it personally with Anne, um, Anne Duggan. She um, facilitates the conversations that the families, they've got to have them. Mm -hmm. You've got to answer these tough questions. Um, Sometimes it's as simple as what type of housing options are there and I know you, Tony, have helped my parents when they come over to mm-hmm. visit us. They usually visit you, too, yeah. so you can talk about housing options and what's on the market. People need to have the information yeah. because buying a new home isn't always the best option for a senior. Yeah. And when we're going to talk about mistakes being made, that's the one mistake that I see being the most critical and the most um, detrimental to an elderly person is making a real estate mistake. Yeah. Oh, you know, hey, a, a quick example here is I can think of a, a couple right now at the top of my head where the property ha- was a townhouse, but it had, uh, I think it was three or four stairs going to the, the bedroom. And I remember saying, thinking, this is not good because this will end up being an issue. And at the time, they're like, oh, no, it's okay. No mm-hmm. problem. It's only three, it's only four stairs. Right. And that was, that was not a good thing. They yeah. had to move because in a short amount of time, those stairs ended up being a, a, a big concern. Yes, stairs yeah. um, or perhaps um, just the way that the house is built is not friendly to somebody who is um, losing mobility in a way. Yeah. Um, that as well as, um, you know, thinking ahead five years or ten years, What's that situation going to look like? And do you want to be in the middle of a real estate estate transaction? Yeah. Um, it can be fine if you have a, a very solid situation with a power of attorney, a fantastic lawyer. Um, you know, in some cases it's wonderful, but in others it's not. And it's just uh, rather than going to a default position of let's buy another house, mm-hmm. um, maybe just step back call Anne, um, have a discussion about what other options are out there that might mean uh, renting or leasing or all those other things that might free up some of the capital um, that they might need uh, and spend it perhaps on a little home care, a few hours a week of somebody coming in and doing meal prep. Those are lots of options that I talk to my clients about so that they don't get into a hole that they can't get out of. Yeah. We're here with uh, Annie Ardeal with Act Together Moving Services talking about the dreaded move. Um, when You've got to stop saying that, Tony. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving is great. Oh, yes, of course. So You know what? I often, when I'm calling my clients in the middle of the move, you know, how you doing? Oh, is usually the answer, right? <laughs> yeah. But they're happy once they've moved in. That's, yeah. that's the good thing. When people are seeing you, what's, what's usually the first thing they're asking you about or asking you for? Um... Oh, by the way, you yeah. have checklists on your website. I've, I've yes, been there. Yes. Yeah, so a little shout out to you. If anyone's you. looking for information, just go to your website, right? Okay. Okay, yeah. so some people need all the help they can possibly get. They need our full team. Um, I was speaking with Ann Duggan earlier talking about 
you know, the, this service. And imagine you're transplanting a little plant and it needs a scoop of dirt and the pot. Imagine transplanting a huge tree and the scoop of dirt, the root ball, everything that needs to go. That's what my team does for our clients. We wow. just gra- grab them all up, gather them up, yeah. take them where they need to go. Some people don't need that. So uh, it's a more do-it-yourself. We give them the tools and um, the tips to make it go smoothly. We'll probably come in and do all the packing uh, before move day and the unpacking. But some people can do the rest of the downsizing themselves. Mm -hmm. Typically, though, the first thing that I come in and help them to do is calm down and just settle down. And when a professional takes over your move... Um, you're able to release some of that stress and responsibility. So I think that's the most important that we thing we do immediately. Yeah. Detail what we can do and reassure that it will be done very well. Yeah, and, and you re- you reassure them that it will be done on the timeline. And on the timeline, if a house is closing yeah. or if um, you've given your landlord notice, there's no goofing around with timelines. Everything needs to happen precisely when it needs to happen. So that's another reason why people should hire a professional move manager. Just anybody should, but um, especially for um, someone who is elderly because uh, they are also juggling meetings with their lawyers, realtor, accountant, doctors, dentists, pharmacists. So we are just a minor part of a humongous system and we have to understand our part in that and help to have it move forward so that the move happens in a positive manner because if a move doesn't happen well the consequences for a senior are much bigger than for uh you know when we're middle-aged or or younger uh consequences of things going wrong could mean someone is hospitalized yeah right so this isn't something you goof around with when you're when you're um working with somebody who needs that much support and help um it's it's pretty serious. So yeah, moving is a blast, <laughs> yes. usually. Um, but I guess what I want to say about the the doom and gloom is that it does not have to be um, a time of loss. No. Well, hey, listen, hold that thought because we're gonna take a quick little break and uh, we're gonna have both of you online together. People need to reach you. Phone number. Reach us at the office at seven seven eight three five one three eight eight eight. Or website. Our website is Act Together Moving. Thanks, Annie. Uh, We're going to take a quick little break here. When we come back, we'll have a conversation with Anne and Annie about moving. Dreaded or joyous? Let's find out. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about moving, and in our studio today is Anne Duggan from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families and Annie Ardeal from Act Together moving services. We've been talking about the fact that a move is not easy, and, and I have been using the word stressful or dreaded, and, uh, you know, they can, they can be okay, right? Both of you guys? Yes? Well, I think it can be the best thing that happens for lots of people, depending on what their needs are, what they want, and uh, how uh, what support they have. Yeah, well, that's, but the process, so it's a process, right? It's all a process, and the the more the process is framed out before it starts yeah. and it makes sense and goes in some consecutive manner um, there isn't there doesn't have to be that stress what there has to be is a sense that 
within the person doing the moving that this is what I want and this is what I'm looking forward to. You know, I want to touch on that with both of you because this is an important point that I have also seen as well where sometimes people, they, sometimes they wait too long. Absolutely. Sometimes they know that a move, you know, whether it's a downsize or moving to something that has better um, uh, services or facilities, um, they they know it has to be done, but it's put off for a long time until it's too late. And then all of a sudden, they d- they're not able to do this level of planning that, that both of you have been talking about. And all of a sudden it becomes almost like an emergency, right? Yes. At that point, it's forced on them. Yeah. And there is a critical point in all of this. It's when they first start thinking about one day maybe I have to move or I should move or I don't want to move. But those are really simple questions to ask whilst they're well, uh, while the family is interested, if there's a family involved, mm-hmm. and then going from there. But to let that go too long... It becomes a crisis decision. And one thing I know about your job as an advocate uh, is that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think sometimes people would be more open with you as an advocate than they might be with their own children, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it makes one feel awkward, but it's simply a matter of reality that probably if we look at our own lives, uh, we'll find the same thing. It's much easier to talk to an objective professional Mm -hmm. many times about, depending how they're led through that conversation, than to talk any about anything about emotion with family members for some reason people just go through that wonderfully well open communication understanding the options not every family is like that but i am here to say it's not a hundred percent return (laughs) there are families when a big decision has to be made simply can't sort it out together unless there's been a plan put in place sometime before so that the roles are clear to people and the understanding of the decision making is is there yes yeah uh annie with with the actual physical move and we're talking about planning so planning that move making sure the dates are met and all of those things uh what are other areas that that you find people typically have stress in that that you can address for them well, definitely um, give yourself enough time yeah. for a few reasons. Uh, main reason is that the uh, emotional cost of doing things too late is too high, not just for the senior, but for their family. If family members have to fly across the country for an emergency move, um, rather than dealing with it a year before when everyone's um, opinion can have the same weight. Mm-hmm. People lose control of their situation when they wait too long. Yeah. The other reason is because of the cost, and the cost of downsizing in an emergency situation is very high. Yeah. So it, rather than being faced with that, um, start chipping away and do what you can yourself so you're not paying somebody else to do it at the last minute. So planning. Planning. Yeah. 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 It, um, you know, nobody likes those emergencies. No. No. It, it, it amplifies everything. It amplifies not just the stress of the transaction, but relationships between spouses, um, children, everybody, neighbors. Um, everybody just gets a little bit edgy and firecrackers can go off. Mm-hmm. So there's many, many ways that um, 
a move can negatively impact someone if it's not planned out in advance. And the other thing too, I mean, you're talking about timing, making sure you have enough time. And this is something that I see from the, the real estate uh, side of things is sometimes agents are a little, a little unsensitive to the needs of seniors. Yes. That's and, why I love working with you okay. uh, really, because <laughs> a lot of them don't get it. Yeah. Um, it's not intuitive to know how to, um, be considerate of a senior's needs. Well, you got to learn how to do that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. It's true. It's a very different discipline. Well, but but going you know going back, one of the things that we do see often is if I'm representing a senior, I'll have a an agent um, with a buyer who comes in and wants possession of the property in two weeks yes, or three weeks. And they say, well, you know what? We're giving you great money. You know, just, it's no big deal. Move out in three weeks. And my, and I'm like, hey, these are seniors. Yes. This, these are not youngsters. This, this takes time and the process takes time. And, and, yeah. but, uh, I, that, that's my comment of the day about agents. Agents need to understand better about the needs of, of people. In this particular case, we're talking about seniors. I agree with that. And it, uh, the seniors in town, uh, the realtors in town, that do understand um, what the needs of senior clients are, um, they're well known in the community because word gets out, word of mouth. And I also recommend realtors like you to my clients because I know the difference between working with a realtor who gets it and one that doesn't also makes my life harder too. Yeah. A last minute showing means all the packing materials have to disappear in five minutes oh, and yeah. make the house look show ready. Yeah. That's tough for the movers to accommodate as well. Yeah. But imagine if you are in your 90s and at 7 p.m. at night you have to go out for two hours because your house is being shown. That to me is a sign of a realtor who just doesn't quite get the needs of their clients. Yeah. I see that. But you know that's kind of um, secondary. I think People really need to back up and, like Anne said at the very beginning, visualize what you want and how you want your move to go and then work from there mm -hmm. rather than uh, working from the stories you remember from the past of horrible moves or your neighbor. Um, everybody tells bad moving stories. <laughs> so we get these images in our heads of this is how a move is. Uh, there's a really good article on my website, uh, acttogethermoving.com that talks about how to visualize a move in a different way. Um, and um, if you're having trouble visualizing your move, check that article out, and I think it'll help get the ball rolling. I got to get there. I got to get there. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we're talking about uh, mistakes. And, uh, I mean, for, for me, from a real estate standpoint, a mistake is not only um, uh, mentally and physically threatening, but financially it's expensive to move. And we've had cases where people have purchased a property that was not right. I gave you an example a little earlier about this uh, property with four steps. And for them to move, there's the cost of the move. There's, you know, all of the thing, taxes, you know, if there's a mortgage involved, legal, real estate and all that. Um, so it just, it reemphasizes the importance of making that decision correctly at the very beginning, which can be done, right? Absolutely. And like anything else in life, the more data one has, the more information and factual material, uh, the easier things are to complete. And many people haven't thought about moving for 30 years or so, and uh, they're not sure what their options are. And for families who've just always assumed that mom and dad are fine and everything's going well, and then one day they all have to start thinking, now what are we going to do? Maybe we have to make a change here. Many people have not 
had any reason to consider all the options before. They're not informed about what they are, so they actually have no idea whether it's a better decision um, for mom and dad to stay home and have some care come in or make some revisions to their home or uh, do some of the refinancing things that can be done or whether they need to pack up and move into some sort of congregate living relationship, assisted living or independent living or care even in some cases. Mm -hmm. So I really encourage everyone involved to start thinking, start gathering information, uh, make contact with anything that appeals to you at the moment to look at, contact a good realtor like Tony Joe and get them to take you around town and show you some options that might work. Um, contact the health authority mm -hmm. if that's going to be involved and find out what those options are and whether one needs a financial subsidy or whatever. Or the there are just so many options and people need to gather that information. They actually need to take responsibility to do that because we all can't read each other's minds. Yeah. And I have no idea when I go into a situation how much or how little those clients and their families know about what's happening. Yeah. So we have to start without sounding invasive and aggressive we have to ask a lot of really basic questions yeah. and uh, the more information they have the better and the easier the decision making is so we're here with ann duggan from advice and advocacy for seniors and families and also annie ardeal from act together moving services talking about moving and uh, specifically with an emphasis on seniors right now you know We've been talking about people that have stayed in their homes for 30 years, 40 years. You know, you mentioned, and earlier, people that built their home, you know, 40 years ago. I, I think my record right now is 60 years, a fellow that lived in this house for 60 mm -hmm. years. Uh, and it often reminds us about the fact that statistically right now, the youth are moving every five to seven years. So it is, I think it's much more common nowadays to make that uprooting and move than perhaps it yes. was for this demographic that we're talking about today, Absolutely. who is used to staying in place for a long time, right? Yes. Um, Annie, when you're helping somebody with a move, I mean, let's just talk about timeline here, because you talked about making sure there is enough time. If somebody really had to move quickly, like how quickly could it happen? Like you could mobilize your team, right? <laughs> okay. Um, Obviously not an ideal situation. Obviously not an ideal situation, but these things happen, right? Yes, um, it, it does happen. And I think if you're trying to move in under two weeks, um, you're kind of in trouble. But two weeks is doable. I mean, we've moved people, um, you know, with a day's notice, mm -hmm. but it's not pretty. No. And yeah. it's not good. I, I really don't like those kinds of moves. We'll do whatever we can to make the situation better. Yeah. But give us weeks. Even better, give us months. Yeah. Um, that way, decisions can be made in a timely fashion when they need to be made. But a lot of people have too much stuff. So a session of decluttering, a session of getting rid of stuff that's extra before the house goes on the market is part of the move process. Yeah. But that can happen months and months before the move. Um, our help doesn't end at the end of move day either. We stay in touch with our clients Perhaps down the road they need a hospital bed. Um, perhaps they're moving again. I would love to see the statistics on how often seniors are moving. Because in six years of running my business, I have moved many of our clients multiple times. Wow. Up to four times yeah, in six years. Yeah. So 
I would love to know. Um, it, it for some reason your moving patterns really accelerate as you age mm. and moves from independent living into care and and, and beyond. Um, you know that those that's, are moves too. That's an interesting uh, point, but. in because we're involved in a seniors uh, focused uh, business network yes. uh, where we all specialize in working with seniors. I want to thank both of you for coming on air today and Duggan for an advice and advocacy for seniors and families and Annie Ardeal from Act Together Movie. Thanks for coming back guys. Thanks for having Very us. Welcome. Yeah and thank you the listeners for listening to our show today. We'll be back uh, this time next week. Talk to you then.